The Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper, a podcast where we talk mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other fun topics and conversations. So sit back and join us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by our awesome friends from Hy-Vee and Toys and Ford. I'm your host, Dan Casper, as always, for every single episode of the Man Cave Podcast. On this episode, we're talking football. We're talking running backs. So we have been doing you know, some position preview series with the Packers training camp, getting uh, set to start here in one week. So we've highlighted the, the quarterbacks. We've highlighted the defensive linemen. You can check those out on previous episodes of the podcast Today, we're going to look at the running backs, all right? Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and then who else? We'll tell you potentially who else. And then it kind of fits because the big topic in the NFL world right now is running backs. You know, are are teams kind of devaluing the position? This is on the heels of Saquon Barkley not getting a new deal, Jacobs from the Raiders not getting a new deal, Pollard from the Cowboys not getting a new deal. Those three running backs will all be playing on the franchise tag, so no long-term security. How would you go about that? Would you give a running back a long-term deal? We'll hit that up uh, as well. But first, let's uh, continue our Packers training camp position preview. The running backs here for Green Bay. We know the top two. They need no introduction here. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Then... Who? Well, let's just kind of focus on on the top two here. Aaron Jones, perhaps his final year with the Green Bay Packers. I don't think anybody likes hearing that. But, again, when it comes to business decisions, money, salary cap, it's you, you look at it and you can see why a lot of people, including myself, believe that this probably is going to be Aaron Jones' final year in Green Bay. He's got a cap hit next year of $17.7 million. That's a lot. That's high, especially at the running back position. Now, could they maybe adjust it a little bit more and maybe kick, keep kicking the can down the road? Yeah, potentially, especially if you know Aaron Jones can make it very difficult on the Packers and kind of force their hand if he goes out there and has a has a fantastic season, goes out and just balls out and and I think we would all agree that he's going to have an opportunity to do that with Jordan Love at quarterback, with a brand-new quarterback on there. You'd, you'd probably assume that going to be a lot of run-heavy, maybe getting the ball in his hands to make some plays. Now, the counter to that will be that a lot of opposing teams probably are going to assume that Green Bay is going to want to establish the run and run the ball a little bit more, too. So perhaps makes it a little bit more difficult to put up big numbers and such. But Aaron Jones can definitely make it a very difficult decision for Green Bay in terms of what they want to do with him next year. But let's focus on the this year. So he's going to be 29. He's creeping up there in that age where teams start to get really nervous about running backs' age. But yet Aaron Jones, to me, I mean, last year, the guy looked quicker. He looked... 
maybe even a little bit more decisive, hitting his holes. I mean, <laughs> rushed for 1,121 yards, only had a couple of rushing touchdowns, but he had 59 receptions over there too. And, and maybe, and I know this has kind of been joked about in the past before, but you know, the first uh, first couple years under the Mike McCarthy era, a lot of Packers fans clamoring for more playing time for, for Aaron Jones and really just weren't getting it, wasn't getting a whole lot. I mean, you know, the first couple years he played 12 games, um, you know, maybe didn't get as many snaps per game, but that's obviously increased since Matt LaFleur and the new regime has, has been in place. But, you know, you look at last year, and in terms of rushing yards, that was the most rushing yards that Aaron Jones has had throughout his career, 1,121. Now, the touchdown's obviously not even close to his career high, which was 2019 when he had 16, uh, 16 rushing touchdowns. But you, you kind of look at uh, reception-wise, too. He had the most targets of his career last year, 72. He had the most catches of his career, 59. Second most receiving yards, 395 behind that, uh, again, the 2019 season where he had 474. Uh, he did have five touchdown catches last year. So really, I mean, you, we don't have any signs, I don't think, any glimpses of him slowing down at all. And he played every single game last year. And, you know, his his attempts... Second most uh, of of his career. Again, 2019, he had 236. But I think it's one thing to say is that the Packers, even under Matt LaFleur and such, they I think they've done a nice job to help preserve Aaron Jones and not really overuse him and, and not tax him out so much because they've had the luxury of having a Jamal Williams or an A.J. Dillon kind of splitting some of the carries and taking some of that, uh, taking some of that load off, right? So... There is really we haven't seen any evidence. I would argue that Aaron Jones looks like he's kind of slowing down. Just, just had, we haven't we didn't see it. We haven't seen it. Could that happen this year? Maybe, but we won't know until the games get going. But last year, man, he looked he looked spry. I remember talking about it last year. He looked decisive. He was hitting those holes hard. He was making some smooth cuts. He was a dynamic player again last year. And let's face it, he's going to be a guy that's going to be counted on a lot this year, especially in the early goings. Not just for moving the ball or you know being the offense's number one threat or option, but to help out Jordan Love back there too. Maybe to help out with the protections, picking up the blitz. Being a safety net out there, maybe a little dink and dunk back there, a little you know leaking out there if if the pressure's out there and getting the ball in his hands, getting the ball out of Jordan Love's hands quick. Aaron Jones might get more targets this year. You know he had seventy two last year, sixty five. I mean the, the, his targets ever since Matt Lafleur has been the play caller for for Green Bay in the receiving department. Aaron Jones's targets have gone sixty eight, sixty three, sixty five, and fifty nine. So it's a safe bet that, yeah, he's going to get still a, a high volume, a high percentage of targets from the running back position. And, and if you were to say, if you want to make a prediction that you think he's going to get more this year, I'd probably agree with you. 
he is going to be the key factor, one of the key factors for this entire offense in multiple different ways. Scoring, moving the ball, picking up those first downs, but helping Jordan Love in that protection. Blitz pickups, helping him out in the backfield, being an extra set of eyes. And everything that we have seen and know from from Aaron Jones, that guy's going to embrace it, and he's going to do whatever it takes to help out his ball club. I mean, that's a guy that carries the the the, the G man, carries that G. When when I mean, being there at every practice, he's you know an established running back. He's working out with Jordan Love out in California. He's done it a couple times already. He's gone out there a couple times. He. Stays at practice at many camps when veterans are dismissed. He's always out there. He is, to me, the definition of a team leader. Leader. I am a huge, huge Aaron Jones fan. I've been fortunate enough to talk to him a couple times and interview him and such. And what you see on TV and what you hear on the internet is exactly the type of experiences I've had with him. Guy's just got the right mindset. I hope he stays with Green Bay for his entire career. I don't want him gone. I, I I don't want him gone because I think he is the epitome of a professional, of a professional football player and a leader. And I think that leadership is going to take another step this year. Not just for the offense, but the entire team. So I hope Aaron Jones goes out there and absolutely balls out because that means Green Bay is going to be in a position to win some ball games, but also maybe forces the hand a little bit, and we get to see Aaron Jones for for a couple more years in that green and gold. Now, A.J. Dillon, also, he's got to go out there and ball out this year as well. Last year, I mean, you know, what was the talk? Even from former, this is going to be sounding weird, former Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. You know, before the season started, as the season was going, in the early parts, it was we got to get the ball more to 33 and 28, the, the playmakers, until these until these youngsters get going. And last year, I think it was probably a little bit of a, a down year for, for, for A.J. Dillon, and he has admitted that. You know, coming off of 2021, where he had 803 rushing yards, I think a lot of people were... We're maybe expecting, okay, maybe a little bit more of a jump this year. And and I wouldn't say his numbers were like awful by, by any means, but I think they were looking for maybe just a little bit more of a boost. So last year he finished with 770 yards, almost the exact amount of carries. So 2021, 187 attempts, 803 yards. Last year, 800 or 186 attempts, 770 yards. So average per attempt went down a little bit. More rushing touchdowns. He had seven last year, a lot of the short line stuff there. Uh, Targets were a little bit down in the passing game. Actually, strike that. His receptions were down. He had more targets last year, but fewer receptions and fewer yards uh, over there, too. He's entering a contract year. He's talked about it. He's talked about his mindset going into this contract year. We know he wants to stay in Green Bay. We know he wants to play his entire career there. A.J. Dillon, like Aaron Jones, is going to be a big factor in this offense, has to be a big factor within this offense. If this offense wants to do anything, if this team wants to win games, it's got to be led by Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Those are the two guys. 
Aaron Jones more the scat back, quick guy, hitting hole. Dylan power, but Dylan don't don't discredit when he's got some sweet feet over there too. He's not just a guy that's going to bruise over you. He's got some sweet moves over there. We've seen that before. We've seen it. We want to see it again though this year. This Packers offense has to control the clock. They have to control the tempo, and you do that by running the football, having those long sustained drives, wearing out a defense. When you get to that fourth quarter, that's supposed to be A.J. Dillon's time, right? Fourth quarter football, especially when it's cold, Lambeau Field. Nobody wants to, no no defensive player wants to, especially those smaller defensive backs. Nobody wants to take on Quadzilla when it's single digits and it's the fourth quarter of Lambeau Field. That's pain. That's, that's A.J. Dillon's time. He's got to be the closer. A.J. Dillon's got to be the closer. When you're up in the fourth quarter, even if it's by a point, a couple points, a couple touchdowns, I don't care. It's got to be the closer. Wearing it down. Wearing the defenses down. So I want to see a jump from A.J. Dillon, and I think we will. I honestly think we'll we'll see a little bit more of a jump from A.J. Dillon. Will we see both guys rushing for 1,000 yards? I don't know. You know, will it get close to 2021? I think I could see that. I mean, a lot's going to depend on because a lot's going to be dependent on Jordan Love. Let's let's face it. If the, if the passing game is somewhat of a threat, if it's somewhat of a threat, that's going to make the running game easier. But I would imagine teams when they when they prepare for Green Bay at least in the in the first part of the season, they're going to go in there with the focus of stopping Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And they're going to say, all right, Jordan Love, let's see what you got. Let's see what you're made of. We're going to force you to beat us. We're going to take away your running game. We're going to attempt to slow down Jones and Dillon. It's up to you, 10. If 10 can go out there and he can play some solid football, where teams have to respect the, the pass, have to respect a little of the play-action game, that's going to make it a little bit easier on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to affect games. Now, we haven't seen it in a while, right? We haven't seen the jet sweeps in a while. We saw it a couple times last year. year before, it was like, where the heck did that go? You know, that was kind of a main thing when, when Matt LaFleur came in. I think we're going to see it a little bit more this year. Whether that's, you know, Christian Watson getting involved. Maybe it's Reed, the, the rookie wide receiver, uh, getting involved in that too. I think we're going to see that to kind of help open up some of the running lanes this year for that little misdirection to to keep defenses on their heels, on their feet, make them a little bit more confused. I think we'll, we'll we should expect to see that a little bit more. So then we we know it's it's Aaron Jones, it's AJ Dillon. They're going to get the bulk of the carries. Then who else? Green Bay is going to have at least three running backs on their roster, on their opening day roster. Maybe even four. At least three. I think the rookie Lou Nichols has the lead already. I mean, being a mid-round pick, you look at his intangibles. He was coached by Aaron Jones' coach in college. Studied a lot of of Aaron Jones' similar uh, play, play style. He's a little bit bigger. I think he's kind of a leader in the clubhouse. I'm curious to see him in action. I think we're going to see a lot of him. In, in preseason games, 
to see what uh, what he can bring to the table. Tyler Goodson was a guy that I thought jumped out last year in preseason and training camp. I thought he was going to make the team. I thought he played well enough to make the team. Didn't, but was kept on the practice squad. He is a little bit of a smaller running back. I mean, he's 5'9". Anybody who remembers watching him with uh, with Iowa out there. But I think it was Aaron Jones, too, that uh, that mentioned that, hey, Tyler Goodson, look for maybe a jump from, from him this year. And then you got Patrick Taylor, who's been around for the last couple of years. Different style of running back. Runs a little high, runs a little bit taller. He's 6'2". Like I said, he, he reminds me a lot of of James Starks. So it's going to be a battle between or for that third, maybe fourth running back spot, depending on how many Green Bay decides to keep this year. Do they keep four knowing that, hey, we might be running the football a little bit more, but you keep four, you gotta, you're losing another position somewhere. I think the leader in the clubhouse is going to be that rookie, uh, Lou Nichols. I, he's one of those players, one of those rookies that I'm kind of curious to see when it comes to preseason. You hear the good stuff, right? You when when these players get drafted, you hear the good stuff. You hear the comparisons to Aaron Jones. Like, all right, let's go. And given the unknown future of both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon for next year with contracts situations for Green Bay, Maybe Lou Nichols could be a future number one option for Green Bay. This will be our first glimpse this year. I don't know. That's putting a lot on a mid-round, fifth-round pick. We'll see how it shakes out. But he's definitely a guy that uh, I'm going to keep some tabs on earlier on, training camp and preseason games. So what would you do with the running back position in the NFL? That's been a big talking point after... After uh, all the you know the the players like Saquon Barkley and such not getting a long term deal playing under a a franchise tag this year, franchise tag has actually gone down in recent years number wise for uh, for for uh, for running backs. Average salary for for a running back is actually lower than a kicker right now. Teams opting to go with mid round picks and and younger guys and and that sort of thing instead of giving. Big time deals, and and it seems like teams who have given bigger deals to running backs have moved on from them. You know, Carolina gave a big deal to Christian McCaffrey, and that wasn't necessarily Christian McCaffrey's fault that he got traded, because Carolina stunk. So San Francisco wanted him. Derrick Henry, and he's still playing at a high level. Derrick Henry's still playing at a high level. Aaron Jones still playing at a high level. But the likes of Zeke Elliott, not so much. You got examples of that not really working out either. But how would you go about? Locking up a running back long-term. We had this discussion when Aaron Jones was going to be a free agent a couple years ago. There were quite a few of you that were nervous about giving a running back a long-term deal. Would you do it? Or would you go with the the theory or the uh, the thought that I kind of gave you a little bit earlier that I had saw or had seen online where it's like, draft a running back, play him right away. If he's good, franchise tag him, then draft another running back. Essentially, you're not giving them a long-term deal. It's a cycle. Let's discuss after these quick messages from our sponsors. 
Summertime is a busy and expensive season. Get-togethers, vacations, road trips, cookouts, which also means lots of shopping for supplies. So why not make your shopping easier and cheaper on your pocketbook this summer so that you can enjoy it more? Seems like a no-brainer, right? But where do you go? Hy-Vee! From the best prices in the produce area to the best selection in the meat department in a huge wine and spirits area, Hy-Vee has you covered for this summer. Make Hy-Vee your go-to summer stock-up store and enjoy your summer this year. With all the running around you've been doing so far to Little League games and quick weekend road trips, are you starting to realize it's time to get a new vehicle? Where do you start, though, since buying a new vehicle is a very big decision in your life? Well, take some of the stress off and make your decision easy by visiting Toys and Ford in Chippewa Falls. Family-owned and operated, you can trust Toys and Ford when it comes to finding that new vehicle for you that fits in your budget but also gets you to where you need to go. Having a proper vehicle to get you to those Little League games and family get-togethers is important, and Toys and Ford knows that just visit toys and ford today you know when it comes to the running back position i'll I'll be honest with you if i was a general manager i would be nervous giving a long-term deal to a running back i hate to say that but i would be because you don't know when that wall's i mean you've got yes the examples of you know derrick henry still going adrian peterson and that but they seem to be you know the few and not the majority you know, I'm, I'm thinking of the Todd Gurley's, and I know he had a knee situation earlier in, in college and such, but, you know, the Zeke Elliott's and and that sort of thing. You know, you know, it just seems like there's more examples of running backs with the shorter careers as opposed to the running backs that have had longer careers. So, given and how, the, you know, the price tags with, with other positions and such, I personally would be nervous, if I was a general manager, giving a long-term deal to a running back. Now, we could easily sit there and say, well, give them incentive-heavy contracts. You know, you play a certain amount of games, you hit 1,000 yards, you get more money. That's great. I think every general manager would love to do that. But the thing is, the player has to agree to it. And right now, in the current state, running backs are not going to agree to it. These, These top running backs are not going to agree to it. Maybe eventually, when this stare down, if there's a stare down and there's... You know, holding out and all that, maybe eventually, but right now, they're not going to agree to that because these running backs know, hey, I've got one opportunity to get a contract. That's kind of the mindset. I got one opportunity to get a big contract if you're a really good running back. And they want that security, they want that long term deal because they also know, too, their shelf lives are short. So, unless we get to that point where and I'm not saying a holdout or anything like that. I think the ideally you'd like, okay, incentive heavy contracts where these running backs stay healthy and they play a lot of games and they still put up yardages and, and that sort of thing. Great. A win win for both sides, right? The team gets a guy who's still contributing and the player gets paid for his performance. But right now, that ain't gonna happen. Maybe eventually. But right now, in the current mindset of some of these players and some of these running backs, it ain't going to happen. We'll see how it all plays out at this point in time. And, and I know these running the, the running backs. There was a report that they're getting, you know, they got a taxing chain going on and trying to figure out, you know, how to fix it. I don't know what they could do. I don't know what they can do at this point. I I really don't. And I know there's some people like, well, these these franchise running backs are getting paid guaranteed money. They are getting paid guaranteed money, and they're getting you know a decent number. The main bugaboo with this whole thing is the guaranteed part. You know, one of those guys gets hurt this year, and they're out. 
they don't have any security for their future for the following season. They want that long-term guaranteed secured money. That's the issue at hand. All right, that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. As usual, appreciate you tuning in, and hopefully uh, you'll come back to our Man Cave. I'm Dan Casper, and until next time, I will talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast couple of quick reminders for you. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can leave us a voice message, whether it's a comment, analysis, or a question for a question and answer segment. Just get that link in the podcast description. Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. This helps other people find the Man Cave Podcast. And be a friend and tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Until the next episode, I'm Dan Casper, and thank you for listening to the Man Cave Podcast.